Hello, welcome back to the Life on the Wrist podcast. Pocket watches are something that I've discussed actually at length on Life on the Wrist. I do find pocket watches to be an interesting part of watch collecting. Um, There are a lot of uh, really incredible innovations that took place with pocket watches being that they were sort of the first timekeeper that a lot of um, very important watchmakers started off off with. Only within the last 100, 100 years have we seen watches kind of make their way onto people's wrists. And so pocket watches are really the way for people to tell time. I've done a couple of articles on Life on the Wrist about pocket watches, and I thought today I would actually um, give a brief overview of some of the, some of the, the, the biggest articles that I've done, articles and videos that I've done um, for, uh, about pocket watches um, over the last couple of years. All of that is kind of in preparation for one of the pocket a pocket watch that I wanted to talk about, which is a really incredible, um, particularly uh, pocket watch that I got from the 1920s that sort of added to the collection. So um, I'll also sort of touch on some other individuals and sort of what I think where I think pocket watches are going to end up going. There'll be links in the show notes to all of the things that I discuss or all the articles that I discuss during this podcast. So be sure to head over to the show notes so you can follow along as we sort of go through this. So um, back in 2019, actually towards the end of 2019, I created a video and wrote an article about whether or not I thought pocket watches were going to have a comeback. This was all sort of stemmed from Hodinkee's 10th anniversary celebration, H10, where they had a a panel titled The Italian Influence with John Goldberger and Davide Parmigiani. Obviously, they were talking about how Italy was really the mecca um, when it came to collecting watches and um, and how it has uh, had a huge influence on, um, the collect- on collecting today. But towards the end of the panel, John Goldberger, very nonchalantly as he always does, pulled out this minute-repeating pocket watch to show the audience what he considered to be value in, in vintage watches and um, Davide Parmigiani uh, chimed in nicely, adding that he had many and that people should really consider buying pocket watches as they kind of are undervalued. Now, um, in, in this video and article, I sort of look at it from three dimensions, a horological appeal, an aesthetic appeal, and a functionality. And I sort of discuss whether or not I think um, pocket watches would really make a comeback. I think from a from a horological and aesthetic appeal, there are some incredibly beautiful pocket watches out there that um, really hit on a lot of the aesthetics that many watch collectors look for when they're looking for um, timekeeping devices to add to a collection or to to uh, use on a day to day basis. The problem is the functionality of pocket watches. It's not really it's not really as easy to wear. Um, or store on one's person as a wristwatch really is. It's much easier to strap something on the wrist than have something in a pocket. I don't think the average, you know, the average person kind of keeps their phone in one pocket and a wallet in the other. And so you really don't have a lot of room for, for a pocket watch. Um, furthermore, you know, time can be told on a, on a phone. So really it's, it's hard to, um, hard to say if pocket watches really would really make a comeback. Now there are people who maybe keep a wallet in a in a in a jacket pocket, so that does open up a a pocket for someone. But back then, I I found it kind of hard to make the argument that pocket watches would really make a comeback. Um, 
this has progressed quite interesting over the last, let's call it three years, because that, that, that article and video was written back in 20, um, 20, the end of 2019, so just before 2020 started. Um, and and uh, I, I, I really was, um, was in the mindset that I think they're incredible collector's items, but the use of pocket watches would be quite difficult. I think the landscape has actually changed. I think individuals have sort of become a little bit more open to adding pocket watches to their collections because of the immense value that they that they have when it comes to uh, a collection. A lot of the times you can find minute repeating pocket watches from brands like Patek Philippe and Vacheron Constant, Automa Piguet, Cartier that have um, incredible aesthetics, incredible appeal. And when compared to a, a wristwatch at a fairly... Um, at a lower price point or a little bit more accessible to the average collector um, than, than some of those minute repeater um, wristwatches that, I, that I'm speaking of. And so I actually think Davide Parmigianin and John Gober, Aro Montanari, has sort of, um, have sort of uh, garnered some interest in, in the watch collecting community about pocket watches. And more and more people, I think, are, going to, are, are turning to them. I think that's really evident by looking at some of the vintage watch dealers. One of them that I wanted to speak about is collectability. If you don't know collectability, it's a, um, John Reardon is a, is a really knowledgeable Patek Philippe expert and he, he sells mainly Patek Philippe uh, timepieces, everything from clocks to wristwatches to pocket watches. And some of the watches that he sources for, for collectors or offers on his website are pocket watches from Patek Philippe. And, and they are some of the highest quality, obviously, made by, by Patek Philippe. But, but I'm seeing more and more of a larger interest in people on the posts and videos that he posts on the Collectability uh, YouTube channel and on his website, on Instagram as well. And I think that's really a, a positive sign that, that more and more people are getting into it. And I think that, that that might demonstrate this sort of turning point where people are being a little bit more accepting of pocket watches. Big shout out to Collectability. If, if, you're, if you follow this podcast, I highly recommend that you check out the Collectability podcast. There are some incredible, um, incredible uh, um, episodes that John Reardon has done um, with, with some incredible guests. So I highly recommend you um, following the Collectability podcast if you don't already. You should also check out their website because there are some absolutely incredible uh Patek Philippe pieces on, on, on their website. I recently saw um, a video about uh, Patek Philippe coin watches. So check that out if you haven't, if you haven't seen that. It's quite interesting to then look at po- where um, pocket watches have popped up uh, on my, uh, on life on the wrist. This time last year, almost, almost to the day, um, I Create, uh, made an article about um, a Christie's auction that, that happened. It was the Geneva Edit an Important Private Collection where they hosted um, an important private collect- collector's collection to be sold, uh, and that it was sold in December 2021. Um, it featured uh, an attractive range of pocket watches and clocks dating from the 18th century to the present day, all coming from an important European collector or collection. Um, there were incredible pieces from famous manufacturers like Patek Philippe, Armand Piguet, Breguet, and Henry Capt, among others. 
and the prices that these watches sold for f felt like absolute steals when you when you really zoomed in and, and, and looked at some of the pieces that they sold. Many of the pieces that I featured in this article and, and on the on the um on the uh on the video uh were pocket watches. Um as an example, I featured a Patek Philippe Silver Mono Pusher Chronograph open face pocket watch from, from Patek Philippe that sold for twenty three thousand seven hundred and fifty, which was above estimates, but to me, to get a mono pusher chronograph for twenty three thousand is a fairly, fairly attractive price for individuals who are who who are looking for these incredible um, watches, and it's a great example of how, um, how pocket watches might might seem sort of undervalued. Clearly, the collector who who amassed this collection um, saw the benefit of of these watches. Another example was a Vacheron Constant white gold open face pocket watch with Breguet numbers, which was incredible and from the nineteen twenties. White gold case um, that sold for three thousand two hundred fifty, an absolute steal when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Um, I think most most time only uh, pocket watches um, sell for about five thousand nowadays. So I think is a very interesting um, interesting result with that one. There was also um, a very, very attractive Patek Philippe in platinum with yellow gold and mother of pearl open face pocket. It was a pocket watch with yellow gold and mother of pearl um, uh, on, on, the, uh, on the dial of the piece. And um, again, super attractive, sold for 15,000, which was above estimates, um, estimated between 1,500 and 2,500. So um more than more than more than maybe what was um what was estimated but still a very good price um for something from the 19 from 1920 and so you know you go from the end of 2019 where i kind of discussed how you know if pocket watches would make a comeback to this really cool collection that sold at christie's and then what i actually covered was a very cool uh pocket watch from that was manufactured from uh, by Elgin, which was actually um, a watch that kind of started uh, watch collecting for me um, because it belonged to to my grandfather, or my, excuse me, my great grandfather, who was gifted the pocket watch upon his graduation from high school, and that sort of started a tradition for me, um, for my family, excuse me, where when you when you graduated from high school, you received uh, some sort of timekeeping device. I was lucky enough to be featured on one of Hodinkee's episodes of Watch Stories where I talked about this sort of tradition. And so I'll leave a link um, in the show notes to that as well if you want to take a look at it. The pocket watch is really simple. It's time only, sub-seconds dial, but really beautiful finishing on the, on the dial of, of, of the watch. Um, so be sure to check out the video if you want to, if you want to see, that, um, see that pocket watch. Um, but that sort of all it's all sort of culminated in um this pocket watch that um that I've 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 recently um been able to take a look at which is from Patek Philippe. So um I purchased this watch from a from a dealer based in in California and the watch is a time only Patek Philippe from the late 1920s. I believe 1926, 1927, something around there. Um, and 
it is a, a fairly simple uh, yellow gold pocket watch with a, a white dial, uh, a, a sub-dial. Um, it has this sub-seconds at 6 o'clock with applied Breguet numbers and sort of um, these dots around the outside of the, of the watch that look very similar to the... Um, to the uh, Vacheron Constant that I mentioned was part of the Christie's auction. Look, the dial looks very, very similar, sub-seconds almost to the T. To the um, but what was really cool about this pocket watch is it actually comes with these really beautiful leaf hands, which is something that I um, really, really love. I love, um, one thing I like, I love bringing numbers, and then the second thing is I love leaf hands. Um, and so I don't, unfortunately, have photos that I can show you, that I can put in the, in the show notes for this. You'll have to stay tuned for me to, to, uh, to make a video about this pocket watch. But it's in, in incredible condition. The dial is immaculate. Signed Patek Philippe. Um, if there is an engraving on the back of the, of the, of the watch, but it's really, really a, a simple pocket watch in yellow gold. The case is in overall very good condition. It, you can even still see the hallmark, which is on the stem, the crown stem, which is really cool. The watch has a 17-line movement that is in really great condition, th considering that it's almost 100 years old. And I th think this is a perfect representation of what I believe to be some incredible value in collecting watches and also maybe the trajectory of where things might end up going um, in, in watch collecting. I do think that pocket watches are going to gain popularity even more, um, and uh, I think this is a, a wonderful example of that. I'm going to wind it to see if you can hear sort of how it's wound. Hopefully you can because it, it does sound really beautiful. If only it was a minute repeater and I could have you listen to, to, uh, to, to the sound that it makes. But I hope that at least gives you an idea of, of what it sounds like when you wind the watch. I really do think that pocket watches are making some sort of comeback. Collectors are paying a little bit more attention to them. I don't know if it stems from the Italian influence uh, uh, panel discussion uh, for that, that took place at Honinki's um, H10, but I do think that people are paying more attention to them as they should be because brands like Patek Philippe um, and Elgin and Automa Pigi and Vacheron Consta did make some incredible pocket watches throughout their history, and I think there's so much more to be explored for, for, the, for the average collector when it comes to uh, educating themselves and enjoying what uh, watchmakers were able to create uh, through pocket watches. As I mentioned, I'll leave links in the show notes to all of the things that I've discussed today. Um, so be sure to hit, see the uh, show notes if you want to take a look at some of the articles, videos, and pictures of the watches that I mentioned um, during this podcast. If you are new to Life on the Wrist, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We'd love to have you and share this with a friend who might be interested in listening to a watch podcast. Let me know what you think about pocket watches. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you can send us a message on our website or on our Instagram, really anywhere. Uh, and we'll love to have a conversation with you about uh, where pocket watches are going to go in the future. 
If you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, really help me out. Give me some feedback about what we can do um, on this podcast and if there's anything you'd like for us to change. With this said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.